Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg Strzavosti with Find Your Film. My betters, Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky, they spent the last couple of weeks interviewing a couple of the actors from Max Cloud. Max Cloud, we mentioned it. It's two. You could you could actually name this movie two word two ways: Max Cloud or the Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud, whichever way you like it. And currently, the movie is out on video on demand as well as digital platforms. So the people they interviewed is Elliot James Langridge. He plays Jake in the film. And the other person they interview is Sally Collette. Sally Collette, she is an actress in this movie. And she's also a co-screenwriter. Co-screenwriter. Co-writer. I can't, I can't really put two words together to save my life. But she is a co-writer in Max Cloud as well as one of the principal leads in the film. She co-wrote the film with Martin Owen. Martin Owen directed the movie as well. I really enjoyed Martin Owen's movie last year called Killers Anonymous. And what's interesting is, although Killers Anonymous and Max Cloud are completely night and day type of films, they share one common thread. Both films are blessed with an excellent ensemble. By the way, Tommy Flanagan stars in both movies. Tommy Flanagan, we, you probably know him from Sons of Anarchy. He's in both Max Cloud and Killers Anonymous. And I believe... Also, yeah, Sally Collette is in both films as well. And Elliot James Langridge, I believe, was also in Killers Anonymous. What's cool about this is during the interview with Elliot, Bruce and Eric, they, they asked Elliot what's, what's one movie of his from his body of work that he would definitely recommend them just going out and seeing. He recommended Northern Soul. Both of them did see it. And Bruce Perky had only great things to say about it during the recent episode of Find Your Film. Okay, so check Bruce Perky's review of Northern Soul on our main feed, uh, on this week's main review feed for Find Your Film, and Eric Holmes will do a movie rewind of Northern Soul as well uh, next week. Spoiler alert, Eric Holmes also loved Northern Soul, and I can't wait to actually watch that film. Now, also, yeah, so that's it. That's it. I'm going to shut up now. Here is their interviews with Elliot James Langridge and Sally Collette. I am going to start with Elliot first. And yeah, Max Cloud, if you're a gamer and if you just want some just oh by the way, it's it stars Scott Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins is the titular character. Max Cloud, he's sort of a Buzz Lightyear type of guy, but Buzz Lightyear meets Scott Adkins. Essentially he's Max Cloud is a guy who's who believes he's doing right. He's he's a very macho type of hero, and he's determined. And he he's one of those. <laughs> I don't know. Scott Adkins is is so, is so good in this movie. We're usually I'm, we're usually uh, used to him in in certain movies. I'm thinking of that movie Avengement. He's so awesome in that film. Thanks to Eric Holmes, he introduced me to the body of work of Mr. Scott Adkins. And for the past six to eight months, I've been watching more of his work. He's very good in this movie as a cartoonish, video gameish type of character. This movie, Max Cloud, should not be taken seriously. It's intentionally escapist fare. I had a great time watching Max Cloud. And again, like I said during the Find Your Film podcast, it's a movie that grew on me as the minutes progressed. So gains momentum again. Max Cloud, Killers Anonymous, both quality films. I'm going to shut up now. I'm so happy that Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky are, are spearheading the interview. 
faction of Find Your Film. And hopefully, come the new year, all three of us will be doing much more interviews as part of our Find Your Film feed. But first, let's start off with these interviews for MaxCloud. All right, guys, thanks again for supporting all three of us with Find Your Film. And hit us up if you have any comments or questions. Most importantly, tell us what you think of MaxCloud once you see it. All right, guys, take care. Hey, everybody. Bruce here, one-third of Find Your Film Podcast. I am with one of the other thirds. That is Mr. Eric Holmes. Uh, and we are missing our fearless leader. That is Greg Sirzavosti of Deepest Dream and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. Uh, we are here with the, well, one of the leads of the, in, I have to say the name, it always trips me up, the Intergalactic <laughs> Adventures of Max Cloud. Uh, and we are here with Elliot James Langridge, who plays Jake. And Eric, I know, has the first question for Jake. Yes, notice you, uh, along with Max Cloud, which is very fun. Uh, you've also worked a lot with uh, Martin Owen and Sally Collette. And you guys have a, a sort of little acting or uh, movie-making family, which seems pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, me and Martin have known each other for, it's coming up for six years now. We've done a, a few films together and a documentary as well. So we've, you know, we've got that... Um, firsthand when we go onto a set it's kind of a it's a, a shortcut to you know just sort of working together and it, it being really fun and and because we're, we're friends outside of work it's just it's just a really nice opportunity to work with your mates really and um yeah it was it, this film came about in the way that martin was you know he's always coming up with new ideas and um he'd written a sort of concept for this film and he was writing the characters in and um, he asked me basically what sort of character would you like to play in this? Um, which for an actor is always very flattering. You know, if a director or a writer wants to um, write you a part, or wants you to even be, you know, a part of their, their, um, their film, it's always, you know, a very, um, it's always great. So when he came to me with this and he said, oh, you know, what sort of character? Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I just want to play something that I haven't done before, something that's really different. And then, you know, he rang me after he'd written it and said, right, basically you're going to be a 16-year-old girl stuck in this character's body who's in a computer game. And I was like, wow, okay, um, that is different. Um, so, you know, as an actor, that's just, it's wicked to get apart. So, such a kind of strange concept. <laughs> it's great fun to play with something like that. That kind of led to, like, directly to my next question to you was, so obviously, so you've got a combination of, kind of a, a sort of a broad general character, a video game character. Mm -hmm. And then you have an actual person that is kind of embodying that. So how did you approach that? Like, how did you take that on as an actor? Uh, well, for me, at the beginning, I really wanted to know, obviously, who was playing the character before she goes into the computer game. But unfortunately, we didn't know who was going to play that part until very late on. Um, and they shot a lot of her stuff kind of right at the end of the shoot. So that was my first port of call. But unfortunately, I couldn't really, because I wanted to be able to get the mannerisms and everything else of this person. But we'd almost shot, you know, a week's worth of film up until the point they actually uh, cast um, Isabel. So that unfortunately wasn't something I could do. But yeah, I mean, like with any role, there's this one's not really, uh, not really one you can kind of read books about or you know it's not a prior character that's been in something else so for me it was just trying to get the mannerisms without being insulting um and 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 make sure that i was believable as a woman stuck in a man's body um so yeah watching watching comedies 
watching physical comedies like Jim Carrey movies and things like that because I've not really done a comedy before. And so, you know, things like that, just sort of watching loads of films that kind of felt similar to this. And Jumanji is obviously a, that's an obvious one where there's similarities to be made between these two films. Um, Jack Black doing a similar sort of thing where he, you know, he embodies, a woman embodies him and he has to put that across. So just, uh, yeah, the usual thing that I do normally when I get a role, I, I kind of see the similarities between other roles and I like to watch movies and do my homework that way. Um, so that was the way I approached this role. It says, uh, it says here, it looks like you've written and directed something called No Hopers. It's like a TV show in a short. For, well, first of all, uh, what is it? And is that something we can find? And also, like, how does, uh, how does writing inform your acting? Or is there any bit of it that one informs the other or one helps the other, maybe? Yeah, sure. So the No Hopers is something that um, I've been writing. It was the first thing I wrote six years ago. I started writing it. And um, we wrote, first off, we wrote a little short to try and get the funding for the um, TV show. And now the, the TV show is in development now. We're trying to get it off the ground. So um, the short film was all done and we you know, brought all those characters in. And then I wrote a five-part series. Each part is 35 minutes long. And um, over the years, I've been developing it more and more. But I like to... I, I've just written a feature film as well. So I, I like to kind of... If, I, if, I, if something feels like it's getting stagnant or I, I, I'm drying up with ideas, I'll then go on and try and write something else and then go back to it. So The No Hopers is a real um, labour of love for me because it's kind of based on my time at school. And um, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I had a bit of a up and down trip <laughs> at school. I went to six schools and, and it's basically about the difficulties of having special needs in a school environment and, and what happens there. Um, while bringing in that comedy side of that, like, you know, the kind of bringing out of, out of a really dire situation, bringing comedy out of that. So that is something we, I've been trying to get off the ground for a while. Um, but in terms of writing, it's, it's just something I find really, it's almost therapeutic when you're not, if you're not working as an actor, you're having time in between films to keep your toe in, in some way and, and be developing scripts and, and also creating dialogue for a script I find that very um it keeps my mind busy when I'm not working on a film so um and I at first it was really difficult I wasn't very good at it at all and now um the more scripts I've written I'm more confident I've become and and now I really enjoy it and I kind of I find it a lot easier than I did when I first started out so it's been a great thing to do in between jobs and and um that, I mean, I can't really talk about it yet, but hopefully one of the scripts that I've written is is um, on its way to being picked up. So hopefully you'll see one of them very soon, but um can't really say anything about it because it's not confirmed yet. But um, yeah, it's That's been... It's New been Avengers, a- right? New Avengers? That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How did you know? <laughs> Wicked smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I got a question for you. If I don't ask this, uh, Greg will be very upset because every time we, he interviews somebody, he always likes to hear like, what is a movie? And it could be either from visual or emotional or a writing standpoint, a -hmm. movie that has always been hugely impactful to you. Something you always can go back to. Um, I mean, I'm a massive film buff. So I just watch, I watch film day, love it. So there's so many to draw from there. But for me, if I'm being honest, my kind of era of film when I was growing up as a kid was always like 1980s thrillers. Um, big, massive fan of like 
fatal attraction, like those sort of um, basic instinct. That's the 90s, but um, those sort of films. I was really into Arnold Schwarzenegger, still am, love him. Um, it's that kind of era, the 1980s, early 90s, like Ninja Turtles movie. And all that. I grew up on all those sort of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's my honest answer. Like, obviously, I could say something a bit poncy and you know, like that. I love <laughs> black and white film. But I, for me, I really, I love those trashy 1980s thrillers where they've got the twist that so obviously you see it coming a mile off but you you know it's just great fun yeah those kind of films are really my kind of thing i love that and i kind of feel like it those sort of movies aren't really not so common these days unfortunately Mm-mm, no but, no, no we i'd like about, to see a return we did a whole thing about de palma and de palma you know oh, kind nice. of falls pretty pretty squarely in that category yeah, but even yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about like how his kind of filmmaking is a little a little hard to come by these days, although maybe some smaller independent uh, people are doing something like that. Eric, yeah, I'll yeah. throw it over to you. I don't know how much longer we got, so I'm going to make sure we get all the stuff you can. Yeah, get well, I, I'm not just going over your IMDb again, and tell me that I that look interesting as hell. Uh, the peripherals, killer, anonymous habit. Let's let's be evil. I don't even know what let's be evil is, but I think I need to see that. <laughs> what, 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 what's uh, what, what's some uh, maybe uh, movies you did in the past? It because we we always like to we always like to go in and and dig up movies that uh, we wouldn't otherwise know about. But what's some maybe that you've been in that we should dig up, and maybe also some of your other favorites that people might not have heard of. Um, mm-hmm. Just movies that you grew up on that others may not have heard of. Okay, cool. Um, I'll start with my movies. <laughs> so I did a film called the film. My first film was a film called Northern Soul, which um, came out in 2015, I think. And um, that's a, that. I, that's one of the films I'm really proud of. Um, not only because it's my first film, but it was my first lead. It was. I had to lose two stone for it. I, you know, I trained for a year to dance to get this character and we got BAFTA nominated. So the film's like, it, it was a real great launch pad for me to start from that point and um, almost been chasing that ever since really and to find projects that are different and affecting. And, and that film really had a following because it was about Northern song music and it's, it's so popular. I mean, in the North of England here, it's a, it's a, it's a massive thing. So it's great to be a part of that and that the warmth of people that, I've seen that film and uh, into Northern Soul, and it's just such a wonderful thing to be a part of. That was that was that's one of my films I'm really proud of, and and uh, I mean all the ones I've done with Martin as well have been great fun. I've managed to get to do things different, completely different things for each of those projects, so it's been great fun. Um, and a, and a movie actually that came out in the states when was it? I think it was in October, October thirteenth, called We the Kings which is about a, a young guy um, just come out of juvie and he finds out that this kid that he basically saw as his brother um, has been, has killed himself. It's a really dark, gritty drama. And he comes to believe that it's because he was basically abused by this guy. So he hunts him down. And um, I play this really vengeful, horrible character that you think is a real nasty piece of work. And, um, towards the end of the film you kind of realize that he's he's got these secrets but then you know it's kind of it's a bit one of those thrillers where you kind of find out along the way what actually happened and what he's been through and why he's at this point in his life um but it's all set basically in a house within a week and he's hiding there from the police and um 
I think it's a great little thriller and it, it really hasn't had the, the release that it deserved. So please seek that one out because I'm really proud of that. And that's We The Kings. But um, in terms of movies, like, as you said before, movies that have really influenced me, that obviously the 1980s thrillers are like my uh, bread and butter. But also, I just, I, I love watching all kinds of movies. Um, I'm a real film fan. And I, I enjoy every every kind of movie, really. Um, so I, I'm trying to think of a particular... Yeah, because what what was the question? It was it like what films just, have influenced you in your career? Yeah, just a movie that you liked that uh, maybe others that you really enjoyed that maybe kind of gets swept under the rug or people don't talk about as much okay. as maybe they should. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this earlier today. Actually, the film I really enjoy the film. Um, I don't know if it got amazing reviews when it came out, but it's the performance in the film that I really admire and I think is great. Um, the actor Ben Foster. Yes. Have you, have you seen um, Alpha Dog? Oh, Alpha Dog, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. That movie was so depressing. <laughs> it's, a random, it's a random shout, but I'm only bringing it out because I just I was thinking about this film earlier today. I was like, he is so good in that film, and I didn't even realise it was him until I looked him up afterwards. I was like, oh, shit, that's Ben Foster. But like things like that, we like the films. I enjoyed the film, but that performance really stood out to me. I was like, that. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't get more attention for that because it's so different from anything he'd ever done. Um, but yeah, in terms of films that have been swept under the rug, I'd say it's probably quite a popular one. But I don't think enough people have seen it recently. Well, fairly recently, uh, Prisoners. Yes, mm, with yeah. Kate Gyllenhaal and um, Hugh yep. Jackman. I thought that was wicked. Um, kind of harks back to that kind of film that I really enjoyed um, from the 80s. It's that kind of dark thriller um, with the twists and the turns. I thought that was a great film. Is that Villeneuve? Is that Villeneuve who did that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If He's, you like, um, that's like one of the ones, like, because he's done such big ones, that one kind of gets stuck in the middle there, I think, a little yeah. bit. Um, and did you ever see, I mean, now we're just talking, but did you ever see, he has a couple older ones, um, Incendies he did which is amazing. Nice. And he did another one before that. It's called, oh, it's going to kill me. It's a black and white movie. And it's uh, about a school shooting that actually happened in a college in Polytechnique. It's called Polytechnique. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. That would blow you away. That's amazing. He's, he's, oh, I have to check it out. Yeah, I've not actually seen it. I've only seen um, his more recent films. Yeah, Polytechnique's about like maybe 70 minutes long. And it's, it's almost like a bookend with uh, Elephant. Have you ever seen Elephant? No, which, I haven't. Is, I need to be educated now. I feel Gus like... Van Zandt. Okay, I'll stop <laughs> talking look, about movies. It's not, my, it's not my time to talk. It's your time to talk. Yeah. And I know we're almost done. So, Eric, if you want to lead out with a final question. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I love Max Cloud. The movie's so fun. And uh, oh, great, it's, it's got... It. First of all, I love Scott Atkins. Anything he's in, I'm in. And you're great <laughs> in this. And the movie's real fun. And I'm also... You need a... You need to hit us up when the uh, No Hopers uh, come out and let us know about the new Avengers that you're writing. And yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I will be, I will be. And I, honestly, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to go back and uh, and hit up your filmography because uh, the two that you mentioned sound very interesting. And I want to thank you for coming on on with thank us. Thank you for today. having me, guys. It's been a me pleasure. as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you in a bit, guys. <laughs> All right. Take All care. Right. Hey, everybody. We are here with Sally Collette. Colette? Colette? 
we have been debating which is the correct pronunciation. Uh, I am Bruce, one third of Find Your Film podcast. We have Eric here, another third. And we are going to be talking with Sally about the new feature, The Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud. But first, I will kick it over. Oh, a, hi, hi, Sally, by the way. <laughs> hi, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on here. But we'll let Eric kick off with the first question. Well, I guess uh, we had uh, Elliot Langridge on and mentioned to him, you, Elliot, and the director, Martin Owen, seem to have uh, somewhat of a of a uh, movie family, as it seems, because you guys seem to work together a lot. So I guess I'll just start with that. Uh, what's it like working with them? And what's it, it, it seems you guys have a uh, nice go-to for each other, which uh, seems really yeah. nice. It's great. We, we work together a lot and we're, we're all friends as well. So I think that that always helps, I guess. Um, so I first, well, I first worked with both of them on Martin's feature, Killers, Killers Anonymous. Um, and then obviously Elliot was in Max. He had a part in Twist as well. So yeah, it, it, Martin really likes to work with the same people a lot. So he gets comfortable with people. He, I suppose it's like getting that little crew that you trust around you and that you know, oh, I don't need to worry about them because they'll just get on with it type thing. Or, or not get on with it. They might actually do a good job. <laughs> I, I, I did just watch the Killers Anonymous the other day. I couldn't, I know you're in it. I couldn't place you. And I think I know who you are in the movie, but I don't want to say because that might be a spoiler. But it, am I correct there? I'm, I feel like a, it's not a spoiler because it's such a small part. Is it, so is, it right toward, is it right towards the end? Yes. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to be in it, and then I wanted to watch it, and I saw that Elliot was in there, and uh, Martin Owen directed it, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll, wa I'll watch this real quick. And I'm like, where the hell is Sally at? Where, where is she? Where is this girl coming in? <laughs> But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But that uh, Killers Anonymous was a really good movie. As is Max Cloud, and they're so different from each other. And I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Twists, which you wrote actually, and you also wrote the Max Cloud. So speak to that because uh, you've so you've written Max Cloud, writing Twist. Twist isn't out yet, right? No, it's no. Coming twi out? Twist is coming out in. I think it's the twenty first or the twenty eighth of January. Okay. So not but, yeah. not long to wait. Yeah. Yeah, but you seem pretty uh, pretty new at writing. From what I can tell of Max Cloud, you're pretty good at it. So what, what got you into writing and what was some of your inspiration in writing Max Cloud? Well, yeah, I, I am pretty new at writing and I, I definitely do still have absolute imposter syndrome. I'm like, what? <laughs> what am I doing here? Can I actually do it? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so Max Cloud, I mean, that was my first feat, like, feature that I'd written on so that was a big that was a big deal for me to be honest and I'm so glad that it was that it was Max because as a concept it was totally up my street it was fun it was stupid it was silly and together we kind of it started off as this video game adventure but then together I feel like Martin and I turned it into this wacky silly thing and that kind of came out of us working together on it which I think is great obviously for me I learned a lot during that process because that was my 
I mean, I'd written shorts and web series and stuff before that, but nothing that had ever actually of any sort of interest, to be honest, <laughs> or it just sat in a folder on my laptop, get, you know, gathering dust. So for me, that kind of kicked off a new, like a new venture, I guess. And I thought, hey, this is, I like this. This is great. This is a different part of the process that I hadn't thought or I hadn't really seen myself getting into in a, in a big way, to be honest. What's and then some, off, the, what, off the back of Max, doors opened. What, what, some, uh, what, what some things that, uh, or some, I guess, uh, writing tips or whatever that you learn after writing Max Cloud and after that being shot that you then wrote previous or uh, subsequent uh, scripts and were like, oh yeah, we're not doing that again because I learned my lesson from that or... Oh, that worked really well when I was writing Max Cloud. I'm going to do that going forward. Is there any sort of, uh, any bit of your writing that changed? I think for Max, we had such a short amount of time to write it that you didn't really have any time to like fiddle with stuff or really get into the depth of it. It was just, these are the characters. This is what happens to them get it written get it down so there was no like fat on the script at all which I think in a way was very helpful for me as a writer because I was thrown in at the deep end like Martin and I both were I think we we wrote it in about three weeks so it was from that you kind of go okay what actually drives the scenes forward and what do I need what does is is this scene moving anything forward if not is it actually necessary I think that's something that I massively took from Max and also what really helped us was the fact that we had the video game structure to play with so that automatically gave you a bit of a story arc because in a video game the tension up the levels get harder the characters are going through this intense journey so we were kind of lucky that that we could that could take us through the scripts as it were so yeah I think I learned a lot about structure and the and content like what, what actually do we need from the scene and the characters to drive the story forward if it's not moving it forward do you actually need it you probably had a I'm guessing you had a lot of fun with the uh, dialogue too considering the uh, Max Cloud character has that real hard-boiled kind of uh you you write his dialogue in normal characters in any other movie it doesn't work but for Max Cloud it's like you get free reign to just have fun with it oh it was so much fun like we loved coming up with his little catchphrases and he's just such a lovable dork <laughs> <laughs> like it was just I think in my head I don't know about Martin or whether he even spoke about it but in my head he was Ron Burgundy inside Buzz Lightyear's costume yeah I could see that yeah yeah that and I was like that's who that's who it is that's that's just it he's just totally oblivious and unaware of how ridiculous he is and and I sorry I'm just going off on my no you're good you're good (laughs) But that's kind of what was great in how we had so much fun with how the other characters reacted to him because he was like that. So the character of Rexy and how she just finds him the most annoying person on the planet. Yes, I, I love that. And I, 
I had asked um, actually uh, Elliot because I talked to him about you know having to act as a character inside of a character. But when you're writing this, kind of another specific question I had was, I really enjoyed on top of just kind of the homage to you know the '90s video game experience and all that kind of fun stuff. And like you say, it's, you say it's silly, but I say I love some of the little in jokes that are there if you want to find them. Things like the game player you know, the person actually playing the game leaves the room and then you've got your character in the game like stuck against the wall or you have the pattern, the pattern of a boss. So, I mean, I feel like you tell me a little bit about when you're, you know, kind of thinking about your audience as a writer as opposed to just the, the kid kind of fun video game colorful experience. Did you, how did you think about that other aspect, that kind of meta layer, I guess? So in terms of like bringing the video game stuff into uh, the characters into the video game Mm -hmm. um for me it was more i don't it might have been different for martin because he was the he's more of a um he would have been playing those 16-bit games whereas i was the playstation one era that was when i started playing so for me i was thinking I was just really enjoying the fact that I knew that Elliot was going to be playing that character Mm -hmm. and he's a friend of mine. And I was thinking, what stupid shit would I get him to do if like, (laughs) if this was actually a situation that I was in? So I remember there were some days that I was, I was sitting at the table, absolutely creasing at the thought of being like, I can get Elliot to do this. (laughs) Um, And that was, so the thing that you were talking about, the walking against a wall thing, mm-hmm. I remember that that was something that I used to, like I was that annoying video game player where my brother always wanted to get, like just get to the end of the level. Whereas I was constantly like, what weird stuff can I do in this room that isn't what I'm supposed to be doing kind of thing. Yes. Um. So, and I know that there was a, I think it was, I mean, there was a Harry Potter game that we used to play mm. and it, you didn't want to pause the game. So we would leave something pressed on, the, we would actually leave something pressed on the controller so that you were literally just walking against the wall while you quickly ran. <laughs> to the toilet. But it was ridiculous. I was like, I'm going to make Elliot do that. <laughs> that was amazing. Another quick question and then I'll get it back to Eric. We like to ask everybody when, when you interview them, also just kind of what inspires you in movies. It doesn't have to be video game related necessarily. And we talked to Elliot and he talked about some of his favorite movies and also his favorite movies that he had done. What are some, a movie or two that has just impacted you greatly uh, or still continues to inspire you? In terms of what, like watching it or? Whatever. I mean, a movie that you go back to or that has changed your life or that you just love it and you want to watch it again and again or however, however that might fit into so, I mean, th- there's different answers to this because the movie that I've watched again and again mm-hmm. is Step Brothers. Okay. And that's, that's not entirely inspirational, really, as a film. You know, it's, it, it's just a funny movie. But that's the only film that I have... I finished watching it the first time I watched it and then immediately pressed play again. I watched the whole thing twice through just straight away. Cause I was like, Oh, I feel like I need to get all the jokes that I didn't get the first time. So that would be my one that I would watch over and over again. And then one that I actually go back to a lot in terms of when I'm writing is uh, Eddie the Eagle. Oh yeah. 
I love that film. I love a film about an underdog. I think, oh, just everything about it's great. <laughs> the way his character journey, you know, his, his, the, even the thing with his dad, like not believing in him, oh, it just, it breaks my heart. And then I just think every character in that film has serves such a good purpose. And, and his, just his drive as a character that's so like, it just sends him through this film, just like absolutely blindly. He doesn't question anything. <laughs> he just, he just goes for what he wants. And I just think, I just love that. And also, I mean, um, Taron Egerton, who, who plays him, uh, I like most films that he, I just think he's great. I'll watch like Rocket Man. I absolutely love that. Like, yeah, I just love, I love films that have a sort of underdog character, like, and an unlikely friendship as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Hunt for the Wilder People, that's another yes. one that, I'll, that I go back to a lot. I just love that. Just a really nice kind of heartwarming story where there's very real characters and a very real connection between two people that's kind of not, two people that wouldn't normally get, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I really enjoy watching the dynamic between those two characters and how it, how it carries through a film. Excellent. Eric, what do you got? Well, <laughs> I just put him on the spot. I was just asking him a question. <laughs> I, I was just, as soon as she said stepbrothers, I'm just kind of replaying the whole movie and go, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, it is a good I really one. Like <laughs> but I, I, I was thinking of the, uh, I was also thinking of, you were talking about the characters like walking into the wall. And then I was thinking of the, uh, the scene where uh, Max Cloud's fighting the boss character. And then he goes, <laughs> He goes behind the wall, and then the boss character's like, nope, he's not here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I can't see him anymore. He must have gone. <laughs> I love that, too. Yeah, well, I, guess, uh, I guess I'll bring up, uh, um, that's, uh, that's going to be an uh, adaptation of Oliver Twist. What, and like, like I said, the, uh, Max Cloud is so different than, than the uh, Killers Anonymous, and I'm guessing Twist is going to be even different from those two, I imagine. Like, what's kind of the inspiration there besides Oliver Twist? Well, what? why was that the next project? So, to, to be honest, Twist was, we came on to Twist, um, the script was already written, uh, the, the script was already there, and we came on to um, co-write and do a rewrite okay. on it. So, okay. there's, there's there were other writers on the project, and they were it they were struggling to get it going so they thought we need to like freshen up the script so martin and i came on and did a did a reworking of the script well can you go into a little bit about that because you hear a lot about rewrites and most people when they think rewrite they think blank page again but that, i'm guessing that's not exactly what they, can you kind of uh navigate what what goes into a rewrite so for in terms of how I felt I kind of worked on it's hard because you don't you don't want to say anything that makes it seem like the other writers haven't done a good job yeah. um, but for me it was about making the character of Oliver have um, a human motive like a reason for why he's doing what he's doing so he lives on the streets and he's potentially getting involved with Fagan's 
gang and as we know they're they're pickpockets in in the original story we've updated it but they're they're essentially criminals but we but we needed a reason to feel like we understand Oliver and because otherwise he's just a bad guy and we don't want our hero to be that guy we want to we want to understand him so for me it was about giving him a, a human kind of yeah like a motive to to take him through the action and that involved giving him a backstory so at the beginning of the film we kind of added in some scenes from his childhood and his relationship with his mum which then carries through the film it was also about for me it was about reworking the female characters because I felt that they weren't they were I just kind of read them and kind of went that's not how we speak (laughs) um never heard that before ever (laughs) and I don't know if maybe that's why past kind of weren't really jumping at it because I just don't feel like the female characters were fleshed out enough and that's that it kind of makes sense well no it doesn't make sense but the who the writers that have been on the project beforehand I think were mainly men um so it I think it was probably a good thing that they got a female voice in to make sure that those characters were were true to life and their they were they weren't sort of stereotypical if that makes sense they weren't because women believe it or not we don't do everything just to get a man um (laughs) so it was about it. <laughs> it was the whole Bechtel test thing, right? Isn't that what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so it was kind of just about making sure that, that those things weren't, weren't present. Excellent. Um, and, and, and in terms of other stuff, it was just structural stuff. Like, so you don't, you don't go and start a whole new document and just take stuff that you want, but you will, you'll take the script that you have already and you'll you'll take stuff out you'll move stuff around and you'll and you'll re you'll work on the characters and maybe give some of them a different journey change some of the relationships a little bit so it's it's like fiddly stuff um but it's all stuff that at the end of the day makes a big difference yeah i think i think that's kind of important because i know a lot of people try to write and they think of they don't think of rewriting as what it is especially like when you write a script that's, uh, I don't know about you, but most of the times that's not going to be your last draft. That's your get it out. And then from there you rewrite and rewrite. But I, I think a lot of people think of rewrite is, oh, I wrote it once. Now I got to start over and that's not quite the case. But yeah, thanks for definitely explaining that for sure. Yeah, I think as well, it depends on the, the notes that you're getting from the the production company, whoever's producing it and I'm currently on draft three of a project at the moment and draft one and two could not be more different from one another. They're like almost completely different films and draft three is now essentially that becoming another completely different film in itself. So it, it just depends what direction people decide they want to take it in. What, uh, um, what, what, what kind of notes do you get on that sort of thing? I'm thinking like, a. Oliver Twist comes, we need a dog, cut to dog in corner, and then Oliver Twist <laughs> goes on his way. <laughs> I think, trying to think the notes on 
that we got on Twist? I think it was about tying up the storyline because the end was a bit messy and didn't 100%. It didn't end with a bang. So we needed to kind of play it, play it out differently. Um, there was something... So during filming, uh, they got a location and in the scene, we had a fake explosion going off as a diversion and we had uh, some sort of, no, was it? Yeah, it was a fake explosion that went off in the scene to cause a diversion. And the night before the location department said, oh, you can't, you can't do an explosion. And we were like, well, but that, how do you do the scene without, without the explosion? <laughs> or no, you're not allowed to because it's a listed building. Okay, um, right. So I'm there the night before going, that's the type of thing. So I was rewriting the scene based on the fact that because of the location, we couldn't play out the scene how we wanted it to. So I was thinking of something else that could happen in order for for the rest of the scene to play out the way that we needed it to. Really it can be anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, just stuff like that. Do you ever find that those kind of weird limitations in the moment sometimes lead to some of your most inspired choices though? Like I know that I always hear like about in Jaws, the whole thing was that that mechanical shark he had just basically wouldn't work. Like it only worked (laughs) barely at all. So he eventually had to just change the way he shot the whole movie, which ended up being better because the shark didn't work. And in this sense, you're kind of talking about that sort of thing where you have to basically in the moment almost change something have you found any of those uh events kind of pushing you into a really cool direction you might not have gone i feel like to be honest um because i'm still quite at the start of my career Mm -hmm. i I haven't had enough of those moments to know um but i do feel like writing max cloud just because we were told we've got a spaceship set can you can you give us a film in space I feel like that in that that was a limitation you went okay we've got to come up with a story that's in a spaceship go three weeks (laughs) there you go that was kind of like there's there's one and that's kind of what Roger Corman would do right he'd have a whole he'd shoot a whole movie he'd have a set and he'd say okay now let's make another movie with this set and they'd make you know (laughs) they'd make I don't know whatever pick a you know, whatever movie he made with uh, Vincent Price back in the day. That's, that's amazing. Just, um, just repurpose it. Yeah. It seems like you have, I mean, talking about Eddie Deagle, that you have this real, um, and I could be, this is just off of meeting you, you know, 10 minutes ago or whatever, that you have a real kind of a freedom to just kind of go for it, which I think is super important for a writer. I mean, speak to that as a writer. Like to me, my, I always feel like the biggest hindrance to any writer is self-editing at the front end. Do you feel like you relate to that or how does, how do you relate to that idea? I feel like for me, every script that I've worked on has been a completely different process. So in terms of when, when I sort of start, I like to just go, go with what comes out straight away first correct and then and then you can rein it back but I think it's best to kind of go with my instincts first and then if it's not right it's not right you can change it but I like to 
I don't know, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Go 100%, mm-hmm. then you can take it back to 80. Like, but, but I feel like if, you're, if you've already got a kind of a filter on, you may not get to the places that you need to get to in the first place. Absolutely. Does that make, does that make yes. sense? Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I, I feel too. And I'm kind of was curious if, if that's just me or if that's kind of, I feel like universally almost writers that have the biggest issues are afraid to like do that first step. Like you need to be open to like let it all out right out of the gate. And then. And it, it's just kind of not being scared. And yes. that's taken a lot for me because I would be worried about are people going to get this? Is this, am I, am I just being weird? Or uh, you, you worry about the reaction to, to your writing, don't you? But I think if you're not thinking about that at all, then anything can come, literally yes. anything. I just filmed a short, a short uh, at the end of the summer, which was something that I wrote a couple of years ago. And it's absolutely bonkers. And I was scared for so long to actually do anything with it. I'd, it just sat in a folder. And then I just thought, oh, fuck it. If people don't find it funny, they don't find it funny. Like, I'll just, I'll just make it anyway. Because if I find it funny, I'm sure someone else out there will. And it's just about not kind of putting that filter on, I guess. Now, is that available? What is that? What is that? Is that, available? that? Oh, sorry, yeah. something just came. It's so we're just finishing it now we're we're putting the finishing touches on the the kind of grade and stuff at the minute okay and we're going to put it around the festival circuit mm-hmm. next year it's called bounce and um it's a 10 minute comedy short and it's my the first thing that i've kind of directed by myself so it was just a a fun project for for me and some of my friends to just be creative this year in a year where we haven't really had a big chance to be as creative as we would have wanted to be. So then we need to talk to you again when bounce is out there, right? (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. (laughs) I I should mention, I spent about an hour looking for bounce. (laughs) I didn't realize realize it wasn't out yet. I'm like, Oh, bounce. This looks, I don't know what this is, but she directed it. I should probably watch it. Yeah, I'm looking for it. And I'm finding like 13 things called bounce. I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is out yet. Is she making this up? <laughs> That's awesome. I love doing that too, going down weird rabbit holes. And like, I'll do that and I'll go and I'll find something and I'll be like, what is that? And I'll actually like reach out to the filmmaker and I'll be like, well, it's not out yet. It's like, can I see it? And they're like, well, no, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. Hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't though. So, uh, Eric, I say I leave it to you um, to ask something for our final question, and then we'll let her go upon her day or night. What time is it over um, there? Six o'clock. It's like half six or something. Six. Yeah. Half six. Yeah, it's, no, twenty twenty to six. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, I guess speaking of your shorts, uh, I did uh, come across Ripper. And it, that one took a while too because I was thinking Jack the 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 poster on the IMDb looked like it was a slasher, and I was going on the YouTube and all I could find was this Batman thing. I'm like, well, it's not that, so I kept going to find, <laughs> going to find out. Oh, it's the Batman one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It can't be that Batman thing. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that, that that was kind of fun uh but i guess the the last question i i guess i would have is uh what do you have like after twist what do you have on deck like what's a story 
what's the story you want to get out like a feature length? I, I guess you mentioned bounce, but uh, are there any stories or scripts? And uh, also you're a really good actress too. So are you going to marry those two or split them up or do you prefer one or over the other? I think in, so I've, I've written on a few projects this year and I, I try to keep it separate. So I don't, I don't really like to write something thinking, oh, I want to do that part because I feel it kind of hinders. I I think it's detrimental to the process because then you become like you have like an ego about it and, and you could you could then just make yourself do all this cool shit and nobody, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And then it becomes like the Sally show, which nobody wants. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe that should be my next movie. The Sally the show. Sally show. <laughs> but make it just bonkers crazy. That's what you... <laughs> just Wait until you've it. seen Bounce, then you might not want to watch. <laughs> uh, you don't know. We're, um, we're pretty adventurous. We'll, we'll be okay with that. So yeah so I don't think I really answered your question properly there. Oh, my next thing. I don't know yet because I'm working on a couple of things that I've that I've been commissioned to write so they're not necessarily my I my personal ideas but I have a few ideas of things that I would like to get out. They're all comedy basically because that's what I that's where my passion lies and I want to just do more comedy stuff really. So I've got well Martin and I actually have an idea. I don't know how ever know how much I'm allowed to say in these type of things because if it was up to me I'd just like Um, but we do have an idea that's uh, set in the 80s and it's about aerobics. There you go. I'll I'll give you that much. Oh perfect. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Have you seen Perfect? <laughs> you should watch Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of inspiration. Oh That's my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, very good. <laughs> well, thank you and so much. <laughs> thank you so much for um, spending some time with us and letting us know what you're up to. I know Eric probably loved it even more because he's more of a writer than I am and he was able to pick your brain a little bit there. I'll let Eric uh, say the final goodbyes. (laughs) Yes. Well, first of all, I would like to dispel any uh, imposter syndrome you have in your head because uh, Max Cloud was quite great and looking forward to Twist. And we hope to have you back when uh, Bounce comes out and Twist comes out. I'll I'll let uh, you know. Definitely looking forward to those. Definitely. I'll let you know as soon as Bounce is doing the rounds. (laughs) Yes. But uh, thank you for coming on. It was a wonderful pleasure talking to you. Thank oh, you so thanks much. so much for having me, guys.